Allosaurus. That's enough. It's time Allosaurus. Doppler. Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Potosaurus. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Timber Taft. Hello, I'm Timber Taft. And that's all. Kill has a migraine as as of right now, and uh, I do not have a have migraine. Old, <laughs> that means we have good old Captain K. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Captain K, and it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> If if we ever have Cap and K on an episode, it will literally take us two hours to start. I mean, because he'll just yes, he'll just he'll start talking, and then he'll go, "Hey guys, how's it going? How are you just doing this?" Evening? You know, the temperature of the water is pretty um. Hmm. It's a it's a you know kind of a lukewarm water, uh, a little on the Everyone colder side saying, of lukewarm. Everyone keeps saying that it feels like uh, 78 degrees, but I don't agree with that, you know? I think it feels more like 82. 82? That is that is some disgustingly hot water. <laughs> 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 Was he fucking boiling it? <laughs> it's it's like, like the tea. <laughs> you know, so this was supposed to be tea, but uh, I was out of tea bags, so I guess I'm just drinking the water. I'm just thinking, drinking the water and, like, burning the, the taste buds off of my tongue. <laughs> oh, man. You know, what was amazing is that Kyo actually had me um, raid, um, what was his name? The the Hank Hill v- VTuber. And it, and it kind of was, like, he was a really nice guy. Also, it kind of really was just Captain K as a VTuber. <laughs> like, uh, it was amazing. Um by the way, Captain K, if you happen to be watching these podcasts ever, uh, we love you. Don't, don't, don't go, <laughs> please. Um. Anyway, I've been. I've. Have you been, Ken? Well, you know, it's uh, feels like a hundred degrees here in Vegas. I am back in Vegas. <laughs> You're still in Vegas, okay? I came back because I I went home, like the day after we recorded and then I was there for about a week and a half to kind of just spend time with my grandma because I don't know how long I would be up here in Vegas and for whatever reason if something does bad something bad does happen to her then yeah. you know I at least got to spend time with her beforehand that's been like the 2021 sentiment for me in the nutshell I'm just like I wish I could go to Europe right now solely so I can have that that sort of like reassuring final like yep so I was here you know I've at least seen you once this decade <laughs> but you're, you're vaccinated so I mean it's not as bad I, it's not bad it's just I don't have they opened up international travel to Europe yet because I thought they it was opened still up for vac for vaccinated people okay so I guess I could go like France hmm. closed up unvaccinated, I believe. Yeah, but if things get worse, then I might end up stranded in Europe. <laughs> you can't go home. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You there's a, there's a whole new variant your, out. You, you can't go people. to the United States. Yeah, what, what what would it be called? We're on Mew right now, so it'd be like new or something like that. Mew, yeah, Mew. 
Well, don't hold on. Actually, I don't really know how it works because, like, in my brain, I'm like, isn't isn't Echo after after Delta? <laughs> but of course, no, no, no. But there's been so many different variants. Yeah, we're, we're already on Lamba. We were on Lamba. Oh that my God! The la- yeah, we had the Lambda variant. We'll be on Mu. Yeah, and, the, and then I kept on thinking of the fucking you know the Lamba space shuttle from fucking Star Wars when that was. Oh. Over. <laughs> it, whenever it's Lambda, it makes me think of Half Life Two. I'm just like, oh, it's the Lambda. It's the secret cache. So like, I took a picture of the you know the Star Wars Lamba shuttle, and I was like, this is the only Lamba I want. <laughs> So now we're on Mew, so now it would be like N or something like so new or something like that. I don't know them that I well. The, eventually we get eventually we get to Omega. I don't know if they'll ever let it be the Omega variant, because that's just sort of like no, really ominous. It'll, it'll be the Omega variant. Come on, man. Oh, you gotta God. say it like them like the Australian people. It's the Sega variant. The Omega. The Omega Dreamcast. Um, yeah, I've, I, so I'm glad to hear that, that, that Nevada went okay for you. Was the water a good temperature while you were there? Oh, you know, it's like a good, like, 86 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fine. Like, we, we live in a house that is, like, solar powered, so, like, it's, it's fine. Well, they think we're crazy by having solar panels on our home because it's just the electricity is so damn cheap here compared to Hawaii, but then everything's expensive in Hawaii. I mean, you'd say that, but a lot of times if you're like doing like full solar, any excess energy you have, you can just sell back to the utility companies and you actually make a profit off it. So mm. it's, um, it's always a good idea. Um, to have them if you can i think maybe the exception would be if you're far enough north you start getting to places where it's like maybe there's too many clouds for solar to be very viable here but like um, you know seattle or something <laughs> i mean i think even my state might be an edge case i'm not sure if it worked too well in michigan just because we have winter for like three quarters of the year why don't you, why don't you use hydropower well the the utilities certainly try to um <laughs> i don't live on a lake though <laughs> the my my peninsula is too big to have a lake next to me mm. but um how are you timber i'm good i'm i'm having a pretty good week i'm feeling peppy because i finally actually finished the tropico script for real this time um <laughs> so i expect it in december of 2027 <laughs> My goal is to have this out before the end of September because otherwise I can't officially say that I released it in the summer when it was topically appropriate to have something about it's, a beach. It's technically not even summer now. It's technically not. <laughs> uh, technicalities. September is like basically the it's it's the the golden years of summer. You know, after the dog days are over. <laughs> It, it, you know what it is? It's going to give people nostalgia for... I can drive up to Michigan and slap you now. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still going to be topical for you. You, you. You'll be able to experience the true tropical... True, Mich- <laughs> true Michigan. <laughs> true Michigan. Pure Michigan. Uh, Wasn't that the place that you went the other day for your vacation? Pure Michigan. 
Uh, no, that was Mackinac, um, where we have Mackinac. all of the best fudge and horses and bikes, <laughs> mostly just horses and fudge. What about horses made of fudge? I think they had those too. Like those horse, <laughs> those fudge-shaped horses things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 go all out over there. Uh, they also have the like one of the world's most expensive hotels up there, where in order for you to even be present on the premises of the hotel, you have to be wearing formal attire. And if I was not a wearing formal attire and B had a reservation to be in the hotel, I'm not even allowed to stand at its front entrance. Um, and that actually happened to me. I walked a little too what, close, what and one of the people was like, "What if I walked on the sidewalk?" And then they'll be like, "No, no, no, um, excuse that, me, sir." <laughs> no, that's what happened. I was walking on the sidewalk, and one of the attendants said, "You can't cross this line." I was like, "What?" Yes, the, you can't. Only only people who are like renting a room in this hotel are allowed any closer. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" And they, and they say classism doesn't exist in this country. It is the most classist <laughs> hotel I've ever been to. It's like trying de- desperately to still be a colonial hotel in 2020. Um, so what if I show up in a fucking monocle and a top hat? You know, I was curious about that. Like, what if I was super, super gussied up and they're like, do you have a room here, sir? And I'd just be like, but of course. Can you not see yeah, by so the I, monocle and my if, top hat that I am supposed to be here? <laughs> so if I was just so fucking ritzy and, <laughs> and I was, act like I own the place, maybe it'll work. Yeah, like you get into the lobby and then they're like, oh, hello, sir. What's your room? It's like, I don't have one. <laughs> room? I own the entire place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my god. Uh, but yeah, usually people just get married there, though. I think that's primarily the only people that are ever in that hotel are in the midst of a wedding. Um, but yeah, so that's what we have on our islands. Um, I guess yours has, like, a volcano or some shit. (laughs) Yes, you know, the volcano that caused millions of damage and it had to cause a state of emergency a couple years back. Oh, my god. (laughs) That fucking volcano. Just a small little thing. Wasn't the lava flow, like, super, super slow, though? No, but the thing is, it cut off the road, so once it hardens, it takes a bitch-ass long time to break away a lava rock. That's fair. You're basically just remining the land that was mined hundreds of years ago to make that road. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I'm all right. I let, what, what games have you been playing? Let's. How's Yacht <laughs> by the way? Yacht Temper has been great. So as far as the Yakuza progress, we're making the progress. Um, I would say some standout moments like just off the cuff thinking of some words that mean yakuza to me it's got to be peking duck peking duck is a big one um it's got to be sachan screams screams yakuza (laughs) oh yeah sachan's just like max yakuza in there um what was it we have the uh the pound mates. Pound mates is another keyword, big big keyword for me when it comes to Yachtember. So pound mates is is very interesting, and you love the the, the first I guess quest that's uh, tied to it, right? Uh yeah yeah the the first one that I found, which was um, got I don't know I don't even remember the dude's name, Boss Baby. Yeah, literally, Fucking Boss Boss Baby. Boss Baby. <laughs> 
And I, I don't know, like, it gives you the choice of dialogue there, and I don't know if it would have played out any differently, but I ended up being like, yeah, I'll drink the bottle, and then they're like, well, you're gonna get a whole lot more than that now, pal. Let's get the diapers. And I was like, oh, no. Why did it go this way? Uh, really regretting agreeing to <laughs> to getting the milk with him. Why, why didn't it go all the way? You need the rattle, too. Yeah, the, the the rattle, the binky, the diaper, and then you get to, get to run around with that new costume on um, on our good friend Ichiban and his friend Koichi and Bonmi. Right. Uh, I'm just... Apparently, apparently I should have been referring to them by the inversions of their name, but in the menus, they wrote them out first, then last, and of course in Japanese, they just refer to each other by their last names. So they for do probably it in the English one as well because they even in the English one he he um, Ichiban refers to Sachko as Sachan occasionally. Yeah, so it's inconsistent because it is Sachan when they're talking about Saiko, but when they're talking with um with like uh, shit, what's his actual name? Because now my brain's just going Ichiban. He's Ichiban, and no, literally Kasuga. no one calls him Ichiban. Kasuga, yeah. Um, so I'm guessing Kasuga is his first name? No, last name, because it's his given name. It's his family name. Yeah, it's his family name. Kasuga's the, yeah, Kasuga's the family name. So no one calls him by his first name, even though it should be Ichiban Kasuga in the menu. Yeah. And then when you look at, um, what is it, Adachi? Everybody calls him Adachi, but it's Koichi Adachi. So technically, his first name is Koichi. Hmm. So, so like uh, it's I... also because it it also could be just gender, because when you get the other female person in it, they call her Eddie-san. They don't they don't say her last name. Is that just? I mean, that's also just one of the cultural things of like the women oh, are yeah, you know the lesser than the men. Sexualism. Yeah, <laughs> <The low key> sexualism. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get the honor of being called by your last name. Yeah. Uh, we are already very familiar with you, yes. So, um, there, there, there's uh, something funny that I did mention in our, our spoiler cast for the show for Like a Dragon, but for Satchan's English voice, her and her twin... Aren't, aren't, aren't voiced by the same people it's voiced by two different people but her twin is the voice actress for Persona 5's Makoto Nijima Makoto ah and then what's funny is that the person that plays Sachan is Sae the older sister and Sae is the and Sachan's the older sister for her twin Okay, yeah, I hear it now. Um, yeah, I definitely recognize that. So that's something very interesting for the English one, but in the Japanese, she, um, the the Japanese voice actress, she voices the both of them, and because you know she's, you know, the Japanese are much more talented to to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did definitely. Let's see. One other thing that did happen to me was apparently I spent the better part of, oh, almost an entire stream 
calling Nanba Banma, and no one corrected me until like the very end, going, "Isn't his name Nanba?" It's like, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, it's Nanba. <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking you're taking the Japanese way of flipping the end. Oh no. Uh, poor, poor Bonmi. He, he really deserves better. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a really good time. Uh, obviously when it comes to streaming it, I kind of, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also looking at it and going, yep, I'm, uh, I'm here watching this movie and all of you are here with me, <laughs> but, um, it's a very fantastically written script for the game. The actual gameplay is entertaining just because of how off the wall, ridiculous it is uh when it comes to just the creativity of it all like you go into a fight and it's uh you know well, hungry hungry hobos is one of the things that you fight and like that's just the the level of enemy naming you could expect throughout i mean it just goes up from there um so I, i've generally found it pretty pretty fun in that way um, I thought that the quest for, in general, I feel like I, I don't see the story beats coming as often as I expected. Um, I did think that the one for Sachan's sister was pretty predictable. Like the minute that they were like, oh, it's like a retirement home and oh, she's paying some guy for, for, uh doing some kind of service and it sounds like they might be killing people and that from that moment forward i was like ah euthanasia um they did manage to twist it at the end where she didn't actually know and that's when i went oh okay cool so it's it's not it like they do this consistently where like i'll feel like i see the twist miles ahead and then they they actually follow through on that twist that I predicted, and then put another twist at the very end of it to change its entire so, um, so your entire perspective on what it. You, what you're saying is it subverted your expectations near the tail end of a certain of certain quests. Yes, uh, and it does that pretty consistently. So, so you're saying this is the last Jedi of all. <laughs> <laughs> It's the last Jedi of all Yakuza's, except this is the only Yakuza I ever played. Um, yes, you know, you know that weasel rat bastard Ryan Johnson <laughs> ruined my child. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's generally it's generally pretty interesting. I, I I'm curious to see where it goes. It's it's fun that it somehow maintains my interest, even though its setting is something that I'm typically not that into. Like generally, I'm like give me fantasy, give me sci-fi. The more modern day the setting of a game is, the more it has to be exceptional at everything else to keep me invested because I just never find a modern setting to be that compelling. But I, I like, there's another couple of things here. Like I'm pretty sure like just from what you were saying with how the naming schemes are for the enemies, you can tell that the localizers had a lot of <laughs> freaking fun. Oh, for with sure. This game. With the enemies specifically, I mean, you got the hungry, homely, homeless people and stuff like that, right? But, and I think that the way that they did it is fantastical enough. I, I would assume. Oh yeah, I mean, they pretty much were like, "Hey, from the perspective of Ichiban Kasuga, um, here's 
he he sees the world as though it's a video game so when you encounter enemies they may take on gamey visages uh, which just opens up the floodgate for them to do whatever the hell they want they want a guy to suddenly turn into a dragon they can totally do it and just be like oh yeah Casca's just hallucinating so fucking world's the limit here wait till you uh, fight the Roomba the Roomba? yeah like a a Roomba Roomba? like a vacuum? oh my god yeah Yeah. so there's Uh, that how do you think of the game mechanics as a as an RPG? Um, I think it's it's interesting. Sometimes I do when I'm playing. I'm just like, oh, it'd be really nice if I could just like actually clothesline this guy using this move, doing like some kind of combo. Like a more active combat system would be interesting. And that's just because I haven't played the other Yakuza, so like that hasn't gotten stale for me. The idea of executing it that way, but like the um. But it is cool to have the movesets in an RPG formula. Like, I've never really seen it done, this kind of combat, with this kind of um, genre before. And it's... Uh, and, and, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Namba, Namba really uh, captured me with his pigeon attack. <laughs> it was just like, and then I threw some what seeds about, at them. Well, I threw seeds at them and then I blew fire at them. <laughs> Like it's just, it's just off the wall crazy. Um, I have found that the difficulty of the game hasn't really come in yet. I did have finally in my yeah, last stream. Yeah. I had, I had like, like I said before, before you do, like, before you go on any trips, there's not really a thing. Yeah, because this is basically like the they... white orchard of 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 Yakuza, if I understood correctly. Yeah. But also, if you once you kind of, I think once it gets to like chapter three or four, the the entire map kind of opens up, and then if you're not prepared, it'll be like Final Fantasy two, <laughs> where if you where you just you ventured at the wrong place at the wrong time, and you might get get owned by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> uh, and I was trying to feel. I think I am on chapter four, like the very start of chapter four right now. So it's probably going to do that soon, and I have started to feel like there was, I think, one random encounter I had where one of my characters actually did, like, pat, like, go incapacitated. I was like, oh, shit, that's the first time that's happened. So um, I can look forward to more of that. Uh, I also feel like there's a surprising amount of uh, not having enough money ever, Uh, more so than I've seen in other RPGs, it feels like they're very stingy with the with the finances in this that's, game that's how it is for all the yakuza games though to be honest like the beginning of this of the games you you're like dirt fucking poor <laughs> and it makes you really try to think of your investments of what you need to to save and do stuff but that's also why they have the mini games there yeah yeah, which is why I was a little more frivolous with like, I think I'll eat at this restaurant now. Oh, a thousand yen? Sure, that's just ten dollars. Oh wait, I have two hundred dollars to my name. <laughs> well, it's okay. Well, it's time to go go to the vending machines and try to get some like yep. five dollars and pray to hope. Yeah, time time to push the the shopping cart around to pick up all the recyclables for the recycling man again. Yeah, but I think once you get to I think chapter four is when you start having the 
the the the real estate game once you do the real estate game and you do it to completion that that's my that probably mine and kyo's only advice do the game to completion that, okay that side that side game it'll take you probably a stream t- two or three it'll take you a while but do it to completion because once you finish it the money that you get out near the tail end of the games you get like two million in oh my god and you can probably and you buy everything you can buy everything up to that point okay i did not realize that shogi pays that well yeah (laughs) (laughs) i did i did try i did try uh, Shogi's a weird game. I, I, I think I, re- I prefer chess. I, I remember, I, I remember getting a text from Kyo. Timber is trying to play Shogi, but he doesn't understand how to play it, so it's like really tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never played Shogi in my life, and then that was my first exposure to it, and that NPC kicked my fucking ass on the rookie it's level. Like I was the, just like, like, I... like, it's the little rookie level. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. This is... People said it's chess. It's not fucking chess. It's kind of... I can see the similarities. It has certain pieces named the same. It doesn't work the same at all. And trying to play shogi like chess does not pan out. Um, The biggest thing, honestly, that threw me off in it is just how the pawns move. The fact that you don't have a diagonal take with your pawns. I'm just like, so what good are they then? Like, they don't... You can't do anything with them unless your opponent is just straight up stupid. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Shogi pawns are dumb and terrible. They should really consider going into chess instead. Um, anyway, that was... That was kind of my Yakuza experience. I do have to ask one question, though, because... There was a side quest where I met a bubbly man full of bubbles who came apparently from a soap land. And I got to ask, is a soap land literally like they go in, they go into a bathtub and some pretty girls scrub them down clean? Like, what is a soap land in the context of Japanese culture, actually? So it's mostly that, but then they kind of it, it's like a massage, except they use their bodies. Ah, uh, OK, like a. Like a raunchy massage. I mean, isn't isn't that every massage? <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting. Like this this game exposes me to like, wow, there's a lot of interesting sex related things in Japan that are just not really temper. <laughs> really temper. Like I, I got I gathered that they were a little bit more open about it when I actually visited Japan. Like I saw things all over the place where it's like oh yeah that's very obviously just, a strip you're, club you're just thinking of moomins all the time <laughs> but but like soap lands Ironic, ironically you say strip club but there's no strip clubs in japan so what the fuck did i see then because <laughs> it looked like a fucking strip club is it the robot strip club thing <laughs> it was in toy toy hashi I don't know. I was walking down the street in Toyahashi and there was just like a theater with some really pink uh, signs on it and there were a bunch of half-naked women on it. So I was like, okay, that's probably a strip club, but obviously not. 
So what could that yeah, be? There's no, there's no, there's no strip clubs. It's probably either Soapland or uh, a cab or a cabaret club. But in the Yakuza universe, Soaplands are basically like extinct. Is yeah. that a fiction? <laughs> if you're American, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I see how it is. Because they don't want them the the yucky STDs on them. Pure oh my there. god. Right, right. I'll just go into Chinatown then. Where they're Try also very... Up by a shift. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, can I order a pecking duck? Yes, can I have a pe- pecking duck? <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably, you know, honestly... Not the, kind that, not the kind that has, you know, a gun in it, though. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Um... That 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 entire set of scenes, by the way, is the reason why I ended up going and getting Chinese like the day after. I was like, I, I thanks Yakuza for instilling me with the need to go downtown to eat at uh, a good Chinese restaurant, and almost got Peking duck, but then I saw the price, and I was like, holy shit! I can see that's what. why. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> it's like forty fucking dollars for a Peking duck. Um. But yeah, I've I've had a lot of fun with it. It's also like the only video game I've played on stream or off stream for the past few weeks. Um, the only side story that I really have to that is uh, I have been like looking at things about Xenosaga. It's what it's what happens when I'm like too tired to really invest myself into actually playing a game, but I kind of sort of want to, but don't. So I just end up looking up a whole bunch of information about a game. So I, I now am very learned about Xenosaga Episode 1, but have not actually been playing Xenosaga Episode 1. Um, it's it's a good... It, it made me appreciate its combat system a lot more. Like, I, I remember liking it a lot, but it's another thing to to have, like, the min-maxed version of playing with those systems explained and going oh i didn't know you could do that you know where it's like ah you can actually like have heals go on different characters these abilities are transmutable or you can use eggs units and if you have the same weapon on both arms of the eggs unit which by the way you can upgrade i didn't even know you could fucking do that uh you can use x acts which are like extra damaging moves on your eggs units and when you're not using eggs, you can, um, you know, you can stash your ether moves by just guarding, and so that allows you to unleash, like, a, a mega ether attack or something, which which is um, something that I did learn near the end of my playthrough of Xenosaga 1, but I, I struggled a lot through that game because there's so many hidden systems that I just never picked up on. Uh, yet, it was really... It was really interesting, and uh, I would play it again if not for the fact that I know that that is a 20-hour movie with some 10 hours of gameplay mixed in, <laughs> as is the problem with every JRPG, but I think that's just something I gotta get over with them, is like, I really like JRPGs, they are very time-consuming, but one of the characteristics of them that makes them so cool is that their combat systems allow for very, very complex interactions between characters and move sets that pretty much no other genre can do.
do like not to that degree of of mixing and matching there's just so many things that that you can come up with on those uh and that that's also true even with with like yakuza like i haven't even scratched the surface i think of what i can do with all my characters it just opened up the job reassignment system which opened up a whole new world oh, yeah. of like holy shit sachan can be an idol and i can make nanba a gangster rapper hip-hop yo yo kick, yo yo yeah. yo yo kick man like what's this gonna do to my party <laughs> um so my advice is have sachan on the idol one immediately because uh as much as a healer as namba is namba's better for a better straight up mage compared to a semi healer while the idol class is probably the best healing class in the game okay yeah i already set such onto idol and it seems to be working reasonably well uh i'm still uncertain of what i'm going to do with kasuga i have him just as hero because that seems to be the best one for him and i think mm-hmm. i moved um adachi to um, guardian or bodyguard or whatever because it seemed like a good fit for him i had see like what's what's funny is i kept everyone kind of the same like my ending ending theme was so i had sachan as idol and she was idol for majority of the game and she's like level 80 as idol I had Katsuga's hero. I had Namba at bodyguard because the weapon that I had at at the time of the game when I unlocked um, bodyguard was just too good, and the fact that the weapon that I had had elemental damage really helped over time. And then I kept Adachi as the same. And then I did have him at bodyguard for a bit, but I kept him mostly his original class, the officer. Then the other two I kept the same class. And then Eddie, I kept her as the same class as well. So, yeah, like the only big changes that I made was with with Sachan and, and Namba. Everyone else was pretty much the class that they were originally were. Okay, and I might find that, like, I I was a little unsure with Adachi. I think, actually, what I gave him now is... I think I gave him the Samurai Sword class, the one that, like, uses its health yeah, to uh, that's, do... Yeah, uh, that's Bodyguard. Yeah, and it's pretty... It just sounds cool on paper. I don't know if it's actually going to pan out, but I figured if I have Idol there and Nanba can still technically semi-heal like double heroes is always potent in jrpgs so having that paired with somebody who does the whole high damage but injures themselves should be good mm. vampirism as is common in uh i, I think is a lot what a lot of games tend to call that kind of technique <laughs> i know that that was the most awkward way i could have fucking phrased that but uh <laughs> Yes, I, I believe the the average game does have a habit of referring to uh, this this uh, phenomenon as vampirism. Is that your Romanian coming out? Right now? <laughs>
I want to suck your blood. Um, mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth. Yes. All right. What have I been playing? What have I been playing? Yeah. I've been playing. Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Well, you know. I'm so, I'm so glad you asked. Man. Well, I figured, you know, uh, if I just so keep that... talking about Yakuza, you'll you'll always be down for Yak Yak Timber conversations. But yeah, what have you been playing? Uh, of course. So I like I started with <laughs> the Neo. The world ends with you, and. Then I stopped playing it because then I had to come here. <laughs> I brought my PS4, so I, I I did bring a bunch of oh, my, my PS4 games. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but um, my brain when you said Neo immediately went to Neo as in the the Dark Souls ripoff Neo, and not like my. I was like, they made us another sequel that to Neo. Neo! <laughs> <laughs> that oh. Neo, Neo. <laughs> oh, Neo. Okay. <laughs> All right, keep going. Sorry. All right. So I brought that. <laughs> and then I brought. I brought like a majority of like JRPGs for some sure reason. Like I, I just noticed that like the remaining PS4 games that that did come out that I haven't really played were JRPGs because like I have. Have the world ends with you. I also have near replicant. Okay. Which I haven't, which I haven't beaten. I also have. Sounds so broken up about that. <laughs> I have not beaten near replicant. I have been defeated no, by near I replicant. Have, I have like. All the figures. That's why. It's just like, <laughs> why have the figures if you're not gonna play the game? Uh. Oh yeah, and then I brought a game that you know it's been on my gaming hell for a while, and that was uh, Vakira Chronicles. I saw. I never beat yeah. it. Yeah. Always started. So I, I I gotta be like, oh okay, I'm gonna finally beat this game. How has that but one been? I never played it yet. I just brought it with me. Oh, okay. All right. So you're hoping to potentially will yourself into Valkyria Chronicles. I, I, I don't know. And then I... It's kind of an RTS, which makes it a difficult one to, to digest. Just its systems are so bonkers. What? Also, I also just don't like the fact that, you know, while I'm moving, I'm just getting shot at. Which I assume what does happen in real life, you know, when you're in a battlefield. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of going for. If I recall, people said that it's basically the XCOM battle system, and that's sort of the feel I get from it when I play it. Even though it was made before XCOM. (laughs) Oh, it could not have been made before XCOM. The original XCOM came out in like the 1990s, uh, and then they just kept evolving that over time. I just assume I just assume XCOM is you know the XCOM that everyone knows now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that's the way the world works. But like its underlying systems have been around for a long time. It's just it wasn't mm-hmm. most people couldn't digest the pill that was XCOM until it got all prettied up and gussied on a HD over the shoulder oh, view. So so does that mean the original version also had the thing where like if you're like one step away from them and you fucking miss that could happen? Oh yeah. Um, I actually, uh, oh, what was that? 
if you remember watching me play Xenonauts, if I don't know if you were around when I did Xenonauts, but that was a modern like indie remake that was trying to basically be what the original XCOMs were. And yeah, you had all kinds of that crap uh, where it'd be like you'd shoot directly in front of you and it wouldn't count. And then sometimes the enemy's like, oh, I threw a smoke grenade out. And now everybody just literally cannot hit the blind side of a barn with an automatic weapon sprayed <laughs> through smoke. Because, ah, yes, my vision was too bad. Sorry. I missed all 150 bullets of my clip there. Oops. Like, what the hell, dude? You have an LMG. It's just some smoke. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those games are ridiculous. But uh, I can... Yeah, what, so what, I, what I found with them is uh, they're huge time sinks that i can't get away from like if i start a if i start playing an xcom game i will be invested in it for 40 hours and then after i'll go what did i do with 40 hours why am i still playing this and then drop it forever but yeah so which reminds me i need to i I forgot to ask kill about this because i don't know if he'll he'll like it or not but so have you heard about you know the new marvel game that's coming out uh, Midnight Suns, that's done by Firaxis. Of course I've heard of Midnight Suns by Firaxis. <laughs> as, 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 as I look it up while he's talking about it. Ah, uh, yes. So... <laughs> of course, uh, everyone knows about the new tactical RPG <laughs> set in the darker side of the Marvel Universe that puts you face-to-face against demonic forces of the underworld. Okay, IGN Timber, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> uh, but yes, go ahead with now, your with your Midnight Suns. Well, this also goes for you, too, because I wanted to talk to both of you. Because So it is an RTS game, but the thing is, it's Metal Gear Acid in certain turns, because you're not straight up controlling them. You're, you get a deck of cards... And the cards dictate what moves you can use. Okay. I I don't know. I've had very mixed feelings about the deck builder genre of games that have been coming out lately. Oh, by the way, how's uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories? <laughs> <laughs> hey, they started the trend. I recognize that. Um... I actually didn't hate it. So, it. In a similar way, it's kind of like that, but instead of a regular free-roaming RPG, it's a RTS instead. Okay. That's an interesting combo. So, um, like, literally, it's Metal Gear Acid. So, like, I was, like, when I saw the gameplay for it, I was like, yeah, this is Metal Gear Acid. I need to talk to Kill about this. Granted, he probably wouldn't be interested in it because it's Marvel, and he doesn't know shit about it, but it is a interesting take on that particular style yeah. of combat and of course the IP of it yeah as somebody who's like I enjoyed a handful of Marvel movies but I've never really been into any kind of like hero games really like the closest I could say I got into getting into like a, a hero based game was um, the Arkham series and even that I only really liked Arkham Asylum and then after that I was like eh so I'm not grabbed by the IP, but I am intrigued by this weird hybrid system that they've apparently created. And also I'm intrigued by just the very fact that 
it's an RTS in an era where RTS games are basically just a, a shambling uh, ancient relic that that people don't design She's talking about Civiliz- civilization comes out almost every other that's year not that's not an rts though that's a 4x game i consider them different i consider them different genres because the the nature of civilization games is that there's so much like turn-based waiting of like okay you go over here and then a thing happens and then you have another turn like to me an rts is in the name it's a real-time strategy game so there's no pausing you're you're generating units and then you're running running them across a field and then hopefully they don't all die the minute they reach the enemy walls but like the key to an rts is you are actually real time and in that regard i guess midnight suns wouldn't i mean i don't know i don't know how the card system works in this but i feel like that would inherently make it less of an rts because of it unless you can like fling the cards at the enemies <laughs> go Wolverine, go. <laughs> <laughs> I fling you, I fling Wolverine at you, go! It's time to do 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 I mean, you got Gambit there for that specific reason, right? Now. <laughs> no, but, yeah, no, besides that, I did buy normal No More Heroes 3, and I played the first, the first guy, or the first dungeon, I guess, that's what you could mm-hmm. call it, or whatever, and... I am so fucking confused <laughs> by this game. So apparently, I mean, it's a suit game. Needed to have pl- no, but even ca- can throughout the series for the canon stuff, you need to have played all the games. I like I never played Travis Strikes again. So, do, are you? Do you care if I spoil like what's in the? beginning of the game for no it's fine all those games are relatively nonsense anyway okay so the fact that bad girl is alive threw me for a loop because she she's she's dead she was dead and apparently she came back alive and um strikes again i mean i guess i'm okay with that because she is a really cool character to have but and Kill kind of mentioned Bad Girl. Like, I when I was going through the podcast, I, I heard it. And I was like, why is Bad Girl even mentioned here? She's she's dead, technically. And then just out of nowhere, she came out and beginning five minutes of the game. I was just like, okay. I didn't know you were alive <laughs> still, but here we are. And it's... It's very interesting because... So what they did in the beginning... They did like, you know... The friendship of anime and stuff like that. They The art styles that they did change throughout... Was very interesting. And it really freaked me the fuck out. Because I thought my eyes was going crazy. <laughs> and it didn't really help that I was... I only had two hours of sleep playing this game. So I thought I was going more crazy. <laughs> oh, good. The animation style changed. Did it? Yeah, because like once it gets, well, yeah, once it gets to a certain part, it goes from like a two D anime to like a two D anime for certain characters to three D animation to other characters, and the interactions between the two D animation characters and the three D animation characters happen, and it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> that sounds really, really cool, actually. I feel like I'm missing out by not playing it, but I also feel like I really should a replay the first game because it's been like a decade and i don't remember what happened and then also probably either play or you watch someone do all of them. well i never played any of the other ones so i only played no more heroes one so i don't think i would really understand right. no more heroes three without the context of the others yeah 
they kind of give a rundown, but like the fact that, like I was so uh, aloof that Bad Girl came back. <laughs> I was just like, I I had to tell Kyo, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even know that Bad Girl was in this game. <laughs> so th- there's that. So I I finished the the first major boss of that game. And I heard that and... that's not even the good part. So it sounds like you're having a good time with it, even at its worst. Um, well, good is an uh, understatement there. I guess. <laughs> you are loving it. Love is a little bit of an understatement. But besides that, I also have been playing a lot of Tetris with with my lovely sister, and she was like joy tripping. Ba- she was tripping balls at trust Tetris effect. <laughs> that is that is how Tetris effect works. Um, she was like, "What the? F- what did change all of a sudden?" <laughs> <laughs> Tetris comes in two flavors. You get building bricks from other country, and you get you're on acid Dripping and flying balls. in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So, besides that, I haven't been playing much. Though, I guess I'll talk about this part because. And I guess you should at least take notes of what 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 is is to come Ooh. because you know you did buy a PS5. Yeah, notes. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Marvel's mid Midnight Suns gameplay trailer. <laughs> Midnight Suns RTS, but not really though. Okay. Is it an RTS? It's a tactical RPG <laughs> with roguelike set mechanics in, <laughs> set in the darker side of the Marvel universe made by the team behind XCOM Enemy Within. There we go. And that's the script. Send. Send. <laughs> and that's the pitch. There we go. We got the video. It's ready. I'm posting it Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, Sony had their 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 thing, their their whole bitch bang caboodle there. Of yeah, we have all these things. This is our E3 last week, and it was all right. Everyone kept on like oozing about it, saying it was like the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, no. I think they need to calm the fuck down. They should definitely <laughs> stop oozing. Like you know how how Kyo keeps on saying that they should like Sony fanboys should like you know stop circle jerking themselves, like I understand that this was a really good showing by Sony, but there are some misses with it. Like if I had to grade the damn thing, it's a two out of three. So it was all right. There are some hype moments. Like, they had Project Eve, which is made by a Korean team that, like, n- literally no one really could catch because <laughs> they kept them saying Japanese or Chinese. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least they all have PS5s now uh, to play their own game with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the successful, you know, showing of it, because everyone really loved loved the trailer for it and <laughs> i guess the the team at the pro- at project shift up was like hey y'all did good 
let me buy y'all some PS4. So he bought everyone in the team a P, uh, not a PS4, a PS5. And that's 216 PS5. So I'm pretty sure he bought like half of Korea's stock of PS5s there. Right. <laughs> so um, he's going to be enjoying all the profits coming from the small, small player base of people who actually do own a PS5 at this point. Um, I, I'm grateful to not be one of the ones struggling to get one, but it is like, it is bad because like these, these games are not going to get the sales that they deserve because there's not an established player base on these systems for them to leverage. Meanwhile, the people that actually have the consoles are sitting here going, come on guys, release some games that will make getting this console worth it. And, um, you know, most developers aren't going to want to do that because no one can get the consoles. So it's kind of a really bad cycle uh, unless we can get to the point where people who want PS5s can actually buy PS5s. I'm more just like, I'm I'm kind of whatever. Because right now, because even if I have a PS, even though I have a PS5, I don't, I can't play anything because it's not with me. So I'm kind of fine in that regard. Of oh, like, is this yeah, if you want the, the games, Nintendo Switch superiority at, at work here? You probably brought your Switch, didn't you? I brought my Switch because how else was I going to play No More Heroes 3? That's true. You got your No More Heroes 3 but, in your pocket. You got your Steam Deck on the other I, end. I haven't picked it up since you know i got off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that's generally how I am. And that's when I... Uh, and that's when I played No More Heroes 3. On the plane? I mean, what better place to do it? On the plane. <laughs> did your plane you know, have in-flight right entertainment, to... or did you just... Was it one that didn't actually have anything? No, it's one of those ones that is just like... It has the flight entertainment on like the aisle, so you can't really oh, choose the worst, yeah. That would explain why you play No More Heroes 3 instead. Because anytime I'm on those flights, I'm like, oh, cool, I get to watch a movie that I probably haven't seen because i never go to the theaters these days i so i mean there, there there's that there that project eve game that showed up which looks really good and i'm kind of it i'm thinking about it i don't know i'm i i have like a little block set up for myself right now where i'm like until i catch up on all of these apparently grade A, triple A, awesome experiences from the PS4 that I haven't even <laughs> like, can't even begin to say I made progress in. I should probably not be buying fresh things just yet. And this is what always happens to me. I'm always like, there's like 50 things that are amazing that happened last decade that I need to catch up on. And then by the time I've done that, this decade's over. <laughs> and I'm never actually with it anymore. Well, it also doesn't really help that this past generation was really long in comparison to the former generation. Was it really? I thought that the 360 and PS3 era was the longest on history, on record. Uh, let's see. I remember that generation taking, like, I remember being like, wow, still a PS3 and 360? Man, I sure am glad I'm a PC gamer right now. Yeah, that's, it's just one generation for you guys, right? Yeah, and I'm still in it. I'm still in Gen 1 PC gaming, although I can always divide it into um, CPU gigahertz speeds to separate the generations. <laughs> that sounds absolutely fucking <laughs> <boring>. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's really... 
No, no. See, okay, the seventh generation was from 2005 to 2017. I'm currently running a third generation so, CPU. 12 years. That's, tw- that's 12 years. The The PS4, the PS4 is currently almost on its 10th year now. And there's no, they're still not going to cut it off. The PS4 is probably going to go for two more years. Yeah, 06 to 17... Was the PS3 lifespan? That cannot be right. I'm guessing they mean just end of... I I don't know what that lifespan means. That's not accurate. Were people still releasing PS3 games in 2017? Hey, people gotta get FIFA somehow. In in order to ensure uh, maximized player base, here is your uh, PS3 version of Call of Duty Warzone... Um, the draw distance is great. <laughs> you say? Oh that. no! I would be. So, I think I would be slightly disappointed. Yeah, no, but the the last two generations were were long, regardless. So it it's not really. Yeah, I'm not worried about the PS5 like becoming obsolete anytime soon, which is exactly what I need from it right now. I need that thing to not die. And I've heard of people's PS5s dying, and it makes me sad because I'm just looking at me and mine and just going, don't you do it. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> You're wagging your finger, don't you do it. So, I, there, there's that. Uh, so, Project Eve looked good. There's a couple other things that really brought it up. The first off, they started off with the announcement of KOTOR. Uh, not KOTOR. Um, not, uh, well, it is kind of KOTOR. It's uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Oh, yeah. So you got right. good old, good old. Yeah, I remember hearing a lot of people being astounded at the fact that KOTOR is actually getting a reboot. Um, is yeah. it? Wasn't it... Uh, um, bioware that did kotor so this is the first bioware game we've had that isn't mass effect in a very long time it's not even done by bioware if you watch the fucking trailer you would know that (laughs) i don't do trailers man it's not even a trailer it's a teaser saying hey we're doing it (laughs) but the last time they did a teaser they spoiled a thing in the star wars universe that upset people I know better. No, that's the tr- no. That was the release. The release. The thing is out now. Thing, and by by then I don't even watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited because I never played the original Kotor games, and I'm pretty sure if I tried, their age would pretend like there would be some clunkiness to it that I think would make me bounce off it. Timber, you can play. You can play the original Kotor on a fucking phone. Yes, <laughs> that tells you how old those games. Yes, are. Um, I, you know, and I can I can enjoy an old game, but I feel like especially when it comes to RPGs, like traditional like dialogue system with all the stuff. Like yeah. the old, the further back you go, the harder those get to 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 digest. Just because in order to make an RPG two decades ago. You were basically saying, I'm going to put everything in the kitchen sink in this game on a system that definitely cannot do 
50% of any of those sink on any of those kitchen items, right? Like, okay, it's going to be a big open world map to explore, right? So it's going to be a big flat, mostly empty, kind of foggy plane that you run across. Uh, and, and we promise you an entire solar system to explore, but we, we can only give you six worlds and one of those worlds is is technically the tutorial. yeah only in the tutorial. <laughs> uh there are char- there are a myriad of characters to interact with all six of them that exist on the planet uh they are they are all very very well fleshed out but there are indeed only six of them uh yeah so but you know there are the people that are all butt hurt about the release being a PS5 console it, console thing as of right now because they're like oh but the game was originally on uh, on Microsoft how come how come Microsoft ain't getting it oh I I don't know I'm I'm excited at the prospect of um but you know the reason why it was originally part of Microsoft and it was only for Microsoft at the time. It was because Microsoft owned Bioware at that point in time. <laughs> People don't think that. Before EA ruined them. Does does they... I almost said... Hey, man. Bi- Bioware's fine. Bioware's Dragon fine. Age 4... Oh, and several people left Bioware as well this year. That's the 2020s were notable for Bioware with the departure of several people. That's a good sign. Well, I mean, a lot of people left Bioware at this point in time because Project Dylan. What? I need context here. Who's Dylan? Pro- yeah. Project Dylan. That's uh. That's um. Fuck. Well, my Destiny game. Oh! 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 Okay. Yes, I remember Project Dylan now. It's called. It's called Project Dylan. <laughs> you know, I just because it was it was going to be the Bob Dylan of gaming. Oh my god, dude. Uh-huh. I d- how did I not know this? BioWare's first game was a fucking Mech Warrior clone and I didn't play it. <laughs> I loved Mech Warrior games. Anyway, so this is this is this is good. You know, we 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 talked about two things on the on the Sony press <laughs> and we went off the phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just how did I miss this? It's a mech. It's shooting at a scorpion with armor on it. Why didn't I play this? <laughs> yeah, I, this uh, okay. Shattered steel. I'm gonna add that to my notes here. Shattered steel. Best thing from the showcase. Okay. Anyway, uh, you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it right next to Midnight Sun's Dark Take? On? Oh my God! Okay, so we also got stuff from Forspoken, and Forspoken looks really good. It's um, it's the the Square Enix team that did Final Fantasy Fifteen off the rails without doing the Final Fantasy game, and it looks really good. A lot of complaints from it, though, is that a lot of people say it's a fucking isekai, which it is. (laughs) It's a fucking isekai. (laughs) 
What was the the game name? Forspoken. F O R S P O K E N. You know, the, from the X devs of Final Fantasy Fifteen, the the devs at Luminous Production. Ah yes. Okay. Ooh, this one does actually look cool. Oh, it's a zombie bear. Yeah, base. And you got a girl sprinting. Yeah. yeah, it is an isekai game because it's a girl from a modern time game blown into a, a, a fantasy world. Well, it was only a matter of time until that became a thing. How long until we start getting games that... Because, like, the modern isekai thing is not only is it an isekai, but it's an isekai where it's got a lot of, like, gamey elements to it. So are the games going to also adapt that same fourth fourth wall break of like ooh, it seems that i've leveled up <laughs> just kind of Tem- like tem- timber 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 it's already a full f- fourth wall break because it has a female led led character oh my god <laughs> revolutionary new <laughs> gameplay you can play as a woman sorry sorry, sorry. female non-white <laughs> okay okay all right, all right all right all right i'll grant that i'll grant that whole <laughs> Um, breaking the bounds there I was square I mean hey you know at least it's not one that you made from character generator like it's actually you know <laughs> supposed to be that way just, <laughs> just have one look like fucking Captain Planet or something <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be the what if though what if they're like forespoken <laughs> look it's a black female lead, and then the game boots up, and it actually is a character generation <laughs> where you made that character, and this is just what they were. That, that's that that that's the the last Jedi. Of this <laughs> oh no! Also, oh, it, it's gonna be <laughs> so it's gonna be like, but it, it they don't change the characters' voices at all, so it's voiced by the same character. So it's gonna be like uh, the the Madden games and the and the NBA Two K games, where my guy looks freaking Asian as hell, but he sounds black. <laughs> oh my god! Hello there, brother. I am happy to be of service. <laughs> it's just like um, like you can kind of tell, like man, he sounds really you know urban it's <laughs> really fun like i don't want to be racist but somehow he doesn't sound uh you know asian, asian. enough <laughs> it's like i don't know what you mean uh it sounds like you might be being racist hmm oh yeah and then they finally gave more gameplay details for the borderlands you know that 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 RPG game, not the like the fantasy RPG game, because Borderlands is an RPG game. That oh, the one Tiny Tina's one. Yeah, yeah. I was I saw the title and I remember being really confused because like, okay, Tiny Tina's a character from Borderlands. Is this Borderlands? Because there was nothing about it that immediately screamed Borderlands. Um, yeah, so it's basically if Tiny Tina was DM, and it's basically off of that, and. Okay. Immediately, anyone that was live streaming this particular event got copyright strikes because mm-hmm. they decided to play. They decided to play. 
baby metal give me chocolate right in the middle of the the the, 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 the trailer so anyone that was reacting to it immediately got a copyright strike oh no uh so it was pretty funny to listen to that live like everyone if it was me because i know that particular song Right. Because, um, because it is a Japanese song, and I, uh, I've covered the Japanese industry. So immediately I heard that. I was like, oh, it's a baby metal. Oh, it's baby metal. Everyone's going to get copyright strikes. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I hate that that's where we are right now. Like, I don't know. Uh, but it seems like it knows what it's doing aesthetically. Um, it, yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's fine. Like for for, good for for me, I'm not a huge fan of the Borderlands series, so it can it can be what it wants to be. <laughs> and that's well, that's also like like I said, it's Tiny Tina's Wonderland. There's nothing defining about it that screams, "Hey, this is Borderlands." And if mechanically it's not Borderlands, then this has an opportunity to kind of be its own thing and get me invested in some of these characters and some of these environments without being the borderlands systems which i hate i do not like borderlands as a series but it's 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 borderlandsy enough because you're shooting there's guns in a fantasy world is it still like is it still a loot and shoot or is it its own yeah oh fuck okay well it's a loot and shoot they, they made they made a pun that says, oh, yeah, and there's a lot of loot. Instead of loot, L-O-O-T, it's L-U-T-E, ha, 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 As God. I out my family by laughing like that. Gosh, dang it. I mean, I don't know. She seems like a compelling character, but I, I can't stomach loot and shoot. I just can't. It's trying to prey. It's trying to prey on this deep base instinct that all gamers should have that I just don't. My brain does not light up Luke from picking up as an L O O T or L U T E. I mean, I I would be down for some loot L U T E shooting, but I know that that pun didn't actually mean it. <laughs> like I'm not actually going to be. No, 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 no. There's a lot of loot, but then they also included this. <laughs> yes, yeah, I see the loot. But like the loot's like a side thing. It's not like the main thing, right? Like I'm not, I'm not just looting and shooting. I'm also looting, looting and shooting. Yeah, and then they showed another Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, which is fine. They didn't need to, but they kind of also needed to. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure if Kill watched this with me, he would have been like freaking moaning and groaning by seeing another Guardians of the Galaxy thing because just how, what we went through when we did the Square Enix stuff. Because it was literally 20 minutes of that. But the thing is with this, this showed more gameplay and more what the story is about compared to when it first got introduced during E3. And what I think Square is trying to do with this is they are trying so hard to separate the failure that was the Avengers game with this with this game, with the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Because the trailer is very light and very James Gunzy in style of humor, which, say what you will about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you know, the writing might be sharp and whatever. I generally just have a hard time getting excited for games based off of existing IPs. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. Oh, it, 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 it closes the, it closes the door on what the game can potentially be because but it's forced if... into just using this, this universe, this world, these, these established characters. But what if it's this established characters, but they can do whatever they want with it? Because then you could say that about Spider-Man as well. You could, and I still have yet to see if I actually will enjoy the new Spider-Man games or not. Um, but that's beside the point. Like I said, I did like Batman Arkham Asylum, and that did an interesting bit of twisting of existing IP. So it can be done in a way that's enjoyable. Um, I just think that it starts on the back foot for me when it's something like this. So it really, really has to be something special for me to even uh, consider so it, looking it's, at it. It's, it's... It's already a gut punch to you when it shouldn't have been a gut punch. You know? Yeah, because to me, I'm always excited to see something new. Like, I like the both the fresh gameplay and the fresh faces of something like Deathloop. The fact that it's like, oh, thank God, it's not another sequel. It's not a reboot. It's not an existing IP. This is some new thing. And maybe it won't now be good, but at least it trailers. tried to be new. Let's shove eight trailers of it in the course of two years. Well, how else are they going to sell it? Because it's a brand new IP with no established anything, so they have to get but, the hooks in Timber, somehow. The thing, is, the thing is, you should do it how you do a movie. You only need three fucking trailers for that. <laughs> how many movies come out that are like new IPs that actually do well anymore? It's like 90% Marvel or Disney anyway. Besides that, but I'm saying when you're doing a trailer, no, this is that you're spinning a different topic off of that. What I was trying to do, I'm sorry, specifically yeah. for trailers. You only need three fucking trailers to do it. You That's don't true. Need I'm yeah, fucking trailers for it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely excessive. Uh, I honestly only saw a couple of them though, which I guess to their point, you know, if they put out eight of them. Some people will see at least more than one of them, and that's you know, that's and, the goal. And if and if I understand from your point that you're not gonna watch these types of things, but as a person that kind of follows that circle a lot with the newscapes and and just trying to see everything kind of thing, it gets really repetitive, and it's really like it makes that's fair. me not want to play the game more than it does anything else. Yeah, and I think that things have gotten more excessive. Like, if I went back a decade ago and looked for the the big reveal trailers for something like Final Fantasy X, like, would I have seen even a fraction of the amount of marketing buzz that they attempt to push down or our throats that they do today? Case in point, case in point, Timber, that, you know, why you should at least watch one trailer, Metal Gear Solid 2. They only showed the tanker stuff. You never saw anything of of the shell operation. You never saw. You only saw one eighth of what the game was. Yeah. In trailers. You never saw anything with right in it, and obviously that was the big fucking twist for that game. But yeah, the fact they can. They they can do that. Obviously, fucking people are the marketing teams aren't that clever anymore, and they won't. 
And so I agree with you at certain points, but you should at least watch one trailer. It's not going to spoil your enjoyments as well, too. No, I, I, again, I think part of the problem is just building hype for something that isn't out yet. There's no, there's no way for me to know the quality of the game based off the trailer. And until the first feet dip their toes and the first reviews start coming out, and we start getting a sense of like, oh, is it a buggy pile of trash? Are there major issues? Is it? Are there bad business practices? Like until we get those initial impressions, you know, nothing that happens before release matters because it doesn't. It isn't telling of how that game and, is going to be quality wise. And I agreed with you on that point as well because look at how the wonderful, wonderful game that is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, uh, which is yeah. I mean, that's still not a functional game even though it's released um and even though the trailers and buzz for it made me want to buy it and i did and i refunded it <laughs> so like <laughs> i i think i think trailers can be a very dangerous thing they can certainly it's, inform it's, you about it's a just it's a double-edged sword and i i completely understand that i really fucking do <laughs> yeah um so so that's where I stand on them. I think if if something comes along that's like very very unusual and weird, I'll probably watch the trailer. The more it falls in line with my expectation of the industry, the less likely I am. If it's like, hey, it's a Guardian of the Galaxy game. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it because I I know what Guardians of the Galaxy is. I know roughly what a game about it will be kind of like. Okay. Okay. You know. What what do you think this game is is going to be? I think it's going to be an action adventure video game with the Marvel characters in it. It's <laughs> and an uh, action RPG game. <laughs> yep, yeah. It's going to be an ARPG. Um, you're going to have a party of characters that you can probably select or play as. Um, no. So you're not going to have a party. You can only... You can only play as Peter, but you can control... It's like how Final Fantasy fifteen was. Where you can tell the other people what to do. Okay, and that's that's kind of what is. It's either going to be like a command, like you command a party, or you can select members of a party to play as. So, okay. Um, is it kind of like a, a Mass Effect thing where you kind of squad command them to like go undercover, go to no. certain positions, and then it's, flank it's enemies? Exactly or... like I just said, like Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay. But with the Avengers. No. Or uh, with the... <laughs> with the Galaxy Guardians. Uh, yes. What do you think the non-gameplay things is about? What's the non-gameplay going to be? Now, that's where things get tricky. Uh, I, I guess there's really no way for me to know that because it, it's going to be its own story. Um. Mm-hmm probably based on something that's exclusive from the comics and not from the actual movies nope it's own original content okay same for speederman uh there's a soviet dog in it yes but you could have probably watched that or like people were memeing that as well yeah 
yeah and i and i couldn't have guessed that either like if you were to ask me hey what happens in this game i my first thought wouldn't be soviet dog <laughs> you and know his name his name is cosmo god damn it damn it uh <laughs> Yeah, so there's a semi Mass Effect kind of thing as well. You were, if you were to say Mass Effect, it's pretty much an action RPG version of Mass Effect, I would think, because there are certain choices that you can. Isn't make Isn't Mass Effect game. an ARPG anyway? Well, not to the point. Well, it evolved over one. time. Uh, oh, you're I, thinking I think, like one. I'm thinking more than one. I'm thinking like one. If I were to say Mass Effect, I'm thinking of one. <laughs> but okay, I guess. I, I, if, Take it like two, and then mix in the action RPG stuff of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Okay, kind of got what that game is, but there right. is a certain point that you get to make choices, and the choices do determine how certain characters react towards you. All right, I mean we've it's... seen these, we've seen this before. Yeah, I mean generally that's my my problem with a lot of the stuff that comes out of Triple is like yes, okay. You took ideas from this thing, and you took some ideas from this thing, and then you put them together into a sandwich, but and you made this also, thing. But you're kind of just, at this point of the, of, so what are you looking for then? Because then, if you're saying that a lot of the games that you're going to be playing, that you were, that everyone keeps on regarding as good, you're not going to have a good old-fashioned time, because you're just going to be comparing it to older things. Because hey. at this point, at this point, Timber, there's not much room for innovation, I believe it's going to be rehashes and taking things from the older styles and trying to spin it off. But a lot of people will just be like, that doesn't work. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm go ahead to that answer, but I'm just like spitballing there. No, no, it's, it's okay. Like, and I think it depends on what, you know, obviously if they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy game, there's only so many things they can do within that sphere. But like, I think that there are places that games definitely haven't, gone yet with their ideas or that haven't taken um that haven't been as explored as they could be and those are the things that i'm kind of looking for you know um a good example recently was was cruelty squad where it basically just took a crap on the idea of what a standard game is and came out with something that was playable it was bizarre and by a lot of people's perspective it doesn't look like a good game and even for me it's not necessarily my genre but i appreciated its attempts at being something that i haven't really seen uh, i'm looking for unique experiences and anything that can give me not necessarily i recognize that unique is a, is a is a buzzword and there's not really anything that's like a hundred percent unique even cruelty squad is built off of the idea of being like something between doom and deus ex and um something else you know a, a kind of a, a twist of unique art direction mixed in um and maybe sometimes that's all it really takes is just you know do this thing that somebody else did but put your own artistic twist on on how it looks then- or on its perspective. Also, like when something does go out there and people don't like it, they shit on it. Case in point, Death Stranding. I think Death Stranding is an amazing game, but people just call it a walking simulator. Death Stranding is a game that I want to play because I am compelled by the fact that it is unique and out there. Um, so it definitely fits the bill for me in terms of what I'm looking for. Um, but you're right. The problem is that 
unique and innovative is often going to be jeered by the common masses because by its very nature, if it's unique and trying to break ground, it is not going to have mass appeal. So they always have to find a middle ground. Yeah. And then I like, and also another thing with Returnal, have you, did you been able to try Returnal yet? I own it, but no, I haven't had a chance to dip into it yet. Because obviously it, it it's not changing the format of what it means to be a a a roguelike, but the fact that it adds that zininess of a a a twin stick like run and gun really appeals to someone that never really did that genre before. Obviously, I'm probably not gonna play another game in the roguelike sphere unless it's somewhat similar. But the fact that that kind of game is there did very it is good and obviously it did very well yeah i mean i you know i convinced a friend of mine to buy returnal off your recommendation and they're enjoying it so like i'm sure that it's gonna be a good time once i finally get around to it um i thought you played hades though you you dipped into more roguelikes than you <laughs> admit no I, I i i probably just never played it i never played hades i thought i i said i probably said i was going to but i just was like yeah. <laughs> oh Okay, I thought you asked me recently how, what I thought I of. I asked you about it, oh, mostly because I was watching someone play the. Um, I was watching the completionist do it, and he he did ten rounds of it because you have to complete the game like ten times to to yeah. get the true ending or something like that. Yes, which is definitely a test of patience that I did not have. <laughs> But I still enjoyed the game. Um, I think there is something I've been realizing more lately as well is the desire or ability to complete a game in itself should not be a measure of whether or not a game is good. Um, which for a long time I had this fallacy in my head that if I couldn't will myself to see the end of a game, that means it wasn't a good game. Because there's something about it that keeps me from wanting to see more of it. Um, mm. uh, but I, I kind of started to realize that also games are very, especially modern games, are long ass experiences. And a lot of times, if you if you're somebody who's played games for a while, you kind of can get a sense for what a game is doing or going to do um, going forward. Like once you've established the gameplay loop, you know, probably the first one to five hours of playing a game. Uh, after that, you can kind of go in your head and like, okay, so I'm basically going to be doing this thing, which is a system like this other game that I've played before and this other game that I've played before, and I've enjoyed it for these five hours, but is it going to give me anything new? Well, given the current trajectory, probably not. Sometimes games will defy that, but most of the time, you know what you're in for after the first five hours, so unless the story is really gripping and compelling, what else is really going to push me to see the other 35 hours of this experience? Mm -mm. Is it the challenge see, if they introduced know, a challenging element? But yeah, like there's... Yeah, no, and I and I understand that like, like my criticism towards it is fairly um, harsh, but I also do like our talks between this because I, I feel like we have a very good banter off of it. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, we, I think people approach games differently, and it's good to see the the different perspectives of it, too. Like, I'm 
probably these days I'm much more into the into being what people would call a casual gamer than a hardcore one, just because I, mm. I do recognize that there are barriers for me when it comes to like playing a game for a really long time or allowing myself to dig into the grind of a game because I don't necessarily find that system enjoyable. And to me, like, well, if I'm not having fun, then I'm going to drop it. Um, you know, what drives me to see a game through? Usually, the answer is usually the story. Um, usually, if it's a really, really compelling story that has, like, a good hook and it's going places and it hasn't grown stale in in how it's directing things, that's usually enough to keep me going. Um mm. And then I'll have other situations like Tales of Vesperia where I recognize that the writing was really, really good with a lot of the characters and even the gameplay was fun. But after going through the gameplay loop for, I think I made it to 45 hours in out of what's like a hundred hour experience. Um, I, I hit a wall where I was just like, you know, the characters are nice, but just like with every Tales game, the overarching story just does not have a hook. It is generic fantasy world with generic fantasy problem and some interesting characters with interesting subplots in it. And, you know, I feel fairly similar with uh, on that take with Avengers as well. I really enjoyed the, the single player. If you guys have a chance to buy that game for like 20 or $30 or even $10, go ahead and play at least the single player. Because the single player is fairly decent. It's really good. And I really liked... Granted, it has its own usual Marvel twist. But it's it's an original story of how, how it is. And I really enjoyed that. It's just that the gameplay loop after that <laughs> isn't a really good time. <laughs> it's kind of a grind. <laughs> yeah. Not kind of a grind. It's a real fucking grind. <laughs> yeah. And they made um, it even more of a fucking grind because with the latest patch, they, it takes even longer to get the to the max cap. I know, man. And, and I fucking I, stupid. I also realized that as I got older, I just developed an intolerance for some of that stuff. Like, I went back, um, I think, in the past couple of years to play Dark Cloud 2, a game that I know I liked a lot. <laughs> I loved Dark Cloud 2, but boy, howdy, yeah. dude. Jesus Christ, is that a grind? <laughs> Trying to get anything done in that game is a grind. But the story kept... Now, like, like I said, I wonder how you'll feel about when you reach a certain point in Yakuza. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I know it's coming. But... Um... It's it's not coming till like, chapter 8, I think. Like, you're, you're still a while off. But, yeah. like... And I, it comes, and I, it comes, it comes at you like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes wonder if my perspective change is also a product of streaming and content creation. Just because, mm. like back in the day, I'd play something like Final Fantasy X, and when I got to Mount Gagazette and couldn't beat Seymour, I went, "Okay, I'm gonna grind on these fire frost ball things for three hours." And I was totally okay with that. Like, some, for some reason, my brain was fine with just throwing Waka's balls at giant floating frost balls for three hours. Um, yeah. But if I was doing it doing on... That on stream. <laughs> yeah, the whole time, like, every five minutes, I'd be like, I'm so sorry that this is so boring, guys. I know that this grind is killing you. Like, these frost balls, Jesus, I can't believe it. It sucks so much. It's so terrible that I, I have to do this grind. Like, there's kind of a cognizance like... of being observed that gets in the way i guess 
I guess it matters because like so my friend is is going through Final Fantasy X right now, but he's one hundred percent completing Final Fantasy X. So just one stream he he was like, Okay, time to do all the butterflies. Okay, try not to get hit by the stupid birds and, and go on the chocobos. I and think that it, was yeah. literally just one stream. And I swear to God, I was going crazy because I was doing <laughs> something else. I forgot that I was watching that. And then when he got hit by a bird, just the, some, the chocobo <laughs> made scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> I, uh, it kind of reminds me of the Final Fantasy XII thing. Like, Kyo is really yeah, invested carrot. in Carrot, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he missed the stream where I did Carrot. After, what, six episodes of Promising Carrot. I miss those days where it was third shift and I could just stream in the middle of the night for eight hours. Because that, that was when Final Fantasy XII worked. Because it was just like, alright, I literally can do nothing else. So, we're going to be playing this for an indefinite period of time doing whatever the fuck the game throws at me. <laughs> I guess it's just, it's that thing of being an adult, yeah? <laughs> mm-hmm. But let's kind of finish this all off with the, yeah. the last and couple ending with the Ending with it. the old man timber. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I remember the old days when I could just <laughs> grind Spring through line. some Final <laughs> Fantasy and fucking kill Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't see. I don't know if I I'm gonna get this game. I think I will, but I think I'll wait. Not so much the the reviews, but I I don't think I don't think this game is worth it being full price. <laughs> I think I'll wait till like it's like forty dollars, maybe thirty, because that at least gives some money to the to the to Square. <laughs> I, I think you should just not buy it and just wait until gotham knights comes out because that's obviously i think think gotham knight is even worse (laughs) oh for sure man it looks terrible (laughs) it looks so like okay so so you did watch the the initial trailer of it right i no no but it came up recommended next to the marvel thing i'm like oh my god it's like assassins modern assassins where there is a number above these people and you gotta grind and then you can't kill them unless they're a bigger number it's like that it's really disheartening that basically it's assassins but in arkham and the fact that you can't just randomly kill them really disheartenates me i don't know it just looks weak but of course this is pretty far out so maybe we just don't have like a lot of a good material of thing, to yeah yeah and, you know like it is what it is like and it seems like everyone is more hyped on the the god um suicide squad kills the justice league game anyway which also we haven't seen in a while so <laughs> but you know, speaking of other superhero games that got announced during this time, so Insomniac announced that there's going to be a Marvel game, uh, a another Marvel game that they're doing, but this time it's going to be Wolverine. God, what what happened to doing um, Shang Chi? 
the the movie tie-in game <laughs> is that not even going to be announced yeah uh, it died it died when disney infinity died <laughs> oh boy because that's that that was their movie tie-in games disney infinity <laughs> And it worked I'll, for a time. I know. Time I'll, I'll miss the days when I can play 102 Dalmatians Puppies to the Rescue. But I think it's also kind of kind of weird because then you get that trope of, well, do, like, like you were saying earlier, where it has to attend to what the movie is because why would it be a movie tying game if it ain't a movie that <laughs> talks about what what the parts of the movie it can't I mean, be its s- own thing but it can too because like 102 dalmatians puppies the rescue plot had but nothing that's... to do with the fucking movie <laughs> like yeah, it had but... the characters but otherwise everything you were doing was but like you're saying it's a movie tying game that's not a movie tying game at that point i guess i guess Hmm. What do you have to say about this, Wikipedia? Was it a movie tie-in <laughs> game? Would you even call it a movie tie-in game if it was? I'm not sure. Uh, it's a... Okay. Yeah, it, it really One, wouldn't. 100, 100 Loosely based. Loosely based. <laughs> I guess that's one so way that's to put like, it. It's loosely. That's, saying, that's like saying Guardians of the Galaxy, the game, is loosely based off the Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie. No. Yeah. You know, it's the Guardians, and then they do things. Like, I can totally see... <laughs> but that's fine, right? Like, you could honestly make that claim that they are loosely based, because it has its own original story, so, like... Yeah. The characters are the same, but everything they're doing is totally but- different. But the thing is, it's not alluding anything that happened in the movie. Well, I don't know how 102 Dalmatians is, but I'm pretty sure Guardians of the Galaxy could be doing that. Can we please just... Can we just breathe this around of the fact that this podcast is the only place on Earth where you can have Guardians of the Galaxy in 2021 compared to fucking 102 Dalmatians puppies to the fucking rescue. Oh my god. This wouldn't happen if we had Captain K on. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, there's we know nothing about the Wolverine game except that it, it is announced, and I don't know how the fuck Asomniac is going to do it, because they just announced that they are going to do Spider-Man 2. <laughs> so, and you'll be able to play as possibly both sp- Speedermans. So. Well, that's good. Wouldn't want to... Yeah not be able to play as more than one spider-man at a time yeah so i I, they said that it's a single player game so there's no co-op so there's no other oh fuck man i need to expand my co-op library you can bring that up with microsoft first (laughs) with halo (laughs) i'm still salty about that by the way I'm just frustrated that it feels like every co-op game that I have successfully found and been able to play is, like, so heavily marketed around the fact that it's a co-op game, like it's some kind of buried treasure. It's like, okay, co-op games to choose to from. You could play It Takes Two. That's the the times, though, now. Because we moved on. Well, companies moved on from that, that if you are going to make that your frickin' selling point... You might as well be like, well, I guess games don't do that anymore. <laughs> I, I hate that. I, I hate that yeah. we move. I hate video that games. too, but unfortunately it, it is what it is with that. 
It's like, just how it's how the times are coming. I mean, I I don't know. It's just like, hey, if you have a co-op mode and it has online support, great. Just also have a local support. That's all I ask. I don't don't th- make me have two separate fucking consoles to play this game in two player. I don't think yeah, see like with the co-op mode thing, I don't want online. I just want local. Yeah, cuz like do I really want to play this game through with Turtle Dove 69? <laughs> like maybe. I mean, you, you don't know, want ma- maybe. XX, Sephiroth 420 XX being my being my my only buddy that I have through this session yeah. of several missions. Is that it's like, like I guess journey. you could make you a new you, friend. You, you don't want to meet up with these nuts 420 <laughs> when you're doing it. <laughs> oh, that would be the perfect way to break journey is to just have the player names hovering above their heads when you interact with them. No, that's the that's the mystery. You don't know until the end. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, the the people that you met along the way, Sephiroth 420. D's nuts 69. <laughs> oh man. I. Yeah. Simpler times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for, for Speederman 2, they, they, they tease that Craven the Hunter is going to be in there. So that's good because we haven't seen any, like, Craven the Hunter stuff since Amazing Spider Man 2. Now that is a movie tying game. <laughs> <laughs> it's where it all started. I mean, wasn't the first pe- one also where you had the pizza pasta song? The original Spider-Man 2? I mean, for... Okay, so yeah. There are the movie tie-in ones. Yeah, yeah. The one that introduced Mysterio all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So see? yeah, It's yeah, all good. Yeah. But that's a movie. That's an actual movie tie-in game because they they had they brought in what's his name? Uh, who was the original Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire, and to do some really, really flat voice acting. <laughs> but like, what if? Okay, riddle me this. What if we're in the age of 2020, but the things that happened in the 2000s happen now? So we have, you know, Lord of the Rings just happened, and they're going. We got to get. A move. We got to get like a modern movie tie-in Lord of the Rings game. We're gonna take all the cast of the Lord of the Rings, but it's gonna be an original story, and we're not gonna do. We're not gonna follow the movies. Like, do you do you think that would do well at all? No, because it's based off the books. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Actually, you're entirely correct. They they have the books as source material that they could just do as like its own thing wouldn't even need to do the thing. Actually, I found that really cool um, when they did it with the Harry (laughs) Potter game. Remember the Sorcerer's Stone? Where they had... Where they were like, yeah, it's a movie tying game, but we have Peeves in the game. Remember Peeves? He was in the books and never in the movies. Yeah. Like, it was like this cool little time capsule of, like, you could see this other perspective of a book universe that wasn't fully explored by the other medium. I wish they did that more. Anyway, uh, tangents. That's what this entire podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think we. I, ha- I guess we'll, we'll we'll end this one on the lovely God of War Ragnarok. Ithor. 
Fool's been drinking that ocean of beer. Yep. Like, he canonically should. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's fully... He's fully invested in his Thor life. Yeah, don't forget. Fat Thor is true Thor. Hashtag. Hashtag. I, I like that so far that's like the big thing about Ragnarok. Well, people are Okay, so like the people that are pissy about this game is like they're pissy about Thor and then they're pissy about the, the, the little girl that's in this trailer as well because she's black. But the thing is... So the reason why there's a little girl in this game is because that's the um, that's Loki's wife at, at in 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 uh in the good old good old th- lore that is the that is Thor and all that stuff. Yes, was this before or after his wife was a horse? Um before. It's okay. The, it's the one that it's it's the one that's always kind of paired with Loki. Uh, okay, I gotta remind myself of this. Sigan. Sigan. Loki's wife. <laughs> Narfi. His son, Narfi. <laughs> I hope Narfi is in this game. I don't, oh, I don't think that will happen. So it is like a couple years after this game, uh, after the first game, and yeah, it looks alright. Same old thing. Looks like it has a couple much more battle mechanics to get the good old chains of Olympus right off the bat, which is fine. So I really need to play the God of War games, considering that I really love mythology. It's weird that I haven't. Um. Well, you said because it was a rip-off of Devil May Cry. That was my should... reasoning. That is my direct reasoning, but also... I think you should pl- You should at least play this game, because I really do like... As much as I like Greek mythology, and I'm, I'm using that as, a, as a, a, a stigma there, I think I really like the Norse mythology a little bit more. And I, I guess it draws me a little bit compar- comparatively than the prior games. Obviously, I couldn't play the other games because it's just like... those You gotta push the buttons and mash and stuff like that. I can't do that. I'm describing mashy it, for you? This, yeah, all right, so, th- so these new God of War games, games are not at all like that? They're a totally different yeah. gameplay style? Oh, okay. It's it's, it's, it's more like... I don't know is it basically... Is it like Hellblade, but... It's got yeah, a word instead. Like, it's like, it, well, oh, I haven't played Hellblade, so I can't really. Oh hell! Make that. Uh, that also con- has Norse mythology. You really should. I think you'd dig it. Yeah. I I think I we have it on PlayStation. I think that's that's one of the things. But it it's more like a third person action game with with an action. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bite. I, st- I also like already own the first God of War reboot that I just haven't touched yet. So, I mean, yeah, you already I, have it because of the the yeah. So the I just got to play it. Thing. I just literally need the time to play this bundle of games 
and catch up so, to so modern day. So I gotta day. say, like, you, you, you say that uh, a bundle of games, which is, like, the top three that you're, like, yeah, I've heard good things about that I absolutely have to play before beforehand. Regardless before of... anything else. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what Kyo says, Persona 5 is very high up there. I think... I feel like I'm just... <laughs> okay. I'm missing on okay. a piece of culture <laughs> okay, by not okay, playing okay. Persona 5. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Play only Persona 5. Don't play Golden. <laughs> okay. A lot of things got fixed in Golden, but you need you mean to Royal? have the... A royal, yeah. Sorry, yep. I, I think Golden is a much better game. But in Royal, <laughs> a lot of the things that that plagued Original Five got semi fixed in Royal. But there's a big caveat on why Royal is what it is. So, and I think okay. you need to pl- play Five to really appreciate the changes that they did in Royal. Oh my god, I don't know if I'd ever invest the time to play Royal, but I also have 5 for free and I don't have Royal for free, so I guess my yeah. decision was made for but, me. But then again, Royal could be like 20 bucks within the next couple months. True. Um, so, yeah, Persona 5 is up there. Um, both of the, whoops, both of the Ratchet and Clank reboots, which I'm already, I've already started the first reboot, uh, just because I... I just was well, really craving. I wouldn't a... call the 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 new one that just came out a reboot. It's, it's not a reboot. It's a it's a sequel to the reboot, basically. But well, no, not that. It's it's a sequel to all the games. <laughs> but but like, it's like, like I said. It like I said. It kind of it's really difficult to be a person that hasn't really paid attention. If you played the the reboot, the one for the PS4, I think you'll be okay because I got through it okay. But there is a lot of winks and nudges you get if you played the other games comparatively to just only playing the 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 the, the movie reboot. Okay. So that's that's on there. Uh, God of War, of course, is on there. Um, I'm, I'm also really interested in playing through Shadow of the Colossus reboot, just because I never played the original Shadow of the Colossus, and this is kind of the ideal way to experience it. I started it, and I am happy to see it running at 60 frames a second instead of 10. Um, the horse still controls like ass, but I think that's just part of the the charm of that game. You, know, you guys say that, but... See, I'm blind as a fucking horse, so I I can't see the difference. It with the frame rate or with the horse? The frame rate. The horse I can t- the horse I fucking it's like moving molasses. I can't move him like to save my fucking <laughs> life. <laughs> I mean, I kind of f- feel like that's where it's most noticeable. Between the fact that the horse controls piss poor, it's also just exacerbated by the fact that I'm looking at this horse like lift his leg and take about three seconds to set it on the ground just because the frame rate is that much lower than it needs to be. Um, it, it just, everything kind of looks choppy. It makes things look and feel choppy, like it's being run through mud, um, mm. I guess is the best way to describe how low frame rate feels in a game like that. Um, it's not like the worst thing ever. And if I had no other option, 
I would play through and be okay playing the original Shadow of the Colossus, but knowing that there was a reboot that upscaled everything, basically redid all of the the assets and textures, and runs at a smooth frame rate, I'm just like, why would I? Why would I go th- through the inferior version? Yeah, why would you go through that that pain of playing the older version? Exactly. Um. So that's that's up there for me just because it's a classic of a class. It's a remake of a classic that I never played, um, and I hope that one day they give Ico the same treatment so I can actually just do that one too and see it done justice. <laughs> but um, let's see. So that's those. I got Resident Evil Village, of course, which is kind of next on deck because I'm actually doing a thing for it. Yes, um, please. We really want to do this for the Because at this point, I'm going to have to play the fucking game again because I totally forgot what happened. <laughs> that that works for me. We can we can have a, a side-by-side uh, race stream and, and like um, retroactively review looking, it as we go I'm through it. I'm not looking... I'm not looking forward to playing the second boss. I really am not. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, post Lady Dimitrescu? Yeah. Oh because boy. It's it's my it's my most irrational fear in game form, and I <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> oh man. Is it like a a shark or something? Oh, I thought you know my most rational fear. I, I've said this on the podcast a handful of times: is inanimate objects coming to life and killing you. Oh, goody! So it's like a poltergeist kind of thing. I guess so. And I mannequin? specifically said towards dolls and mannequins. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I know what kind of thing that is now. Okay. Yeah, you so know, there was something like that in, in Spider-Man, and it scared the bejesus out of me. Wait, does that mean that the Carpenter level for Ill Bleed, like, was a big nope for you? I guess. I never played Ill Bleed. Oh, you haven't even watched Kill play through it? No, I haven't. Oh, man. Timber, Timber, he's, he's only been able to stream at a reasonable hour for me now. If I was back in Hawaii, he streams at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know, man. You you really... It'll be a trip. You gotta experience that game. Um, you, don't necess- you don't have to play that game because it's a bad experience to play. But you should at least <laughs> see someone play through it. And then you'll know what so I mean. Like, you know that... You know that... Uh, what was that? What that other game that just came out? <sighs> Prey, Prey, Prey. I fucking hate Prey. That the new Prey that came out like a year or two ago. Yeah, that that game is a big note for me too. <laughs> <laughs> I never went. I never like saw very much of that Prey, just because in my mind I was like, nope. The perfect version of, of Prey. Prey yeah. yeah, the the, the perfect <laughs> the version of Prey is Native Americans <laughs> hanging out in a casino bar thing, um, and I guess there's aliens or something. That's that's the ideal version of Prey. Um, just because what a wild fucking concept. 
Meanwhile, <laughs> over here, we have the new prey being like, hey, check it out. Science laboratory. Ooh. I'm just like, I have space, fucking seen this alien. done. <laughs> I have seen this so done so many times in so many ways. I do not care. Um, that's a big note for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, have you done Dead Space? Was that also kind of nopey? Oh yeah, no, that's the biggest nope <laughs> never know. <laughs> Whoa shit. I played through I, I played through the first like big I guess the first quote unquote level of the first game and then I, I was like, Yeah, no, it's too scary. And then when they said, oh, yeah, Dead Space 2 is coming out, I was like, okay, I'll get Dead Space 2. Because apparently I was hearing that it's a little bit more action-y. So I'm like, okay, I can handle that. And then we get to the baby murdering scene, and I was like, hell no! No, we ain't gonna get there! <laughs> uh, we ended up here somehow. Um. <laughs> and apparently, and apparently, Dead Space Three is like more my speed because it's just action. The game. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I don't know how many games I listed, but I think I was close to five. <laughs> yeah, you listed like four or five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, and of course, Final Fantasy VII remake is also on there, which means that I have my work cut out for me with how many RPGs are well, on the damn list. I think, but I think seven remake you can wait for a while. Up until at least the the new game gets announced, so you got some time to what kind about, of go through the other games. Well, what's going on with Retrograde? Is that something else I have to play? Well, I mean, if you get Retrograde, I would assume. Did you what what version of it for? Did you get it for PC or no? It's not no for PC. No, I don't. I don't own any version for, of it yet. I haven't bought it. Okay. Okay. So just yeah, get the. You get the PS5 version for PS7 right. because that'll include retrograde. <laughs> oh goody! <laughs> Glad that and they're that's... nickel and diving PCs, but uh. Well, I mean, they didn't even announce it for PC yet, so. <laughs> oh, I see. They're nickel and diming people that bought the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. That was and a that, piece of news that, we didn't even talk about, that's... right? What? The fact that um, they're. They're charging people to upgrade their their PS4 versions of games to PS5 if they bought the see, original. I, fuck it. No, I'm I'm see, I see this as the as the thing of give me give me give me more kind of thing, and I fucking hate that. They Sony as a company and all the other companies for that matter didn't need to do that. They didn't need to give us all it for free for a free a free upgrade kind of thing. They don't need to do that. But because some games are doing it, everyone else is expecting that all the games are going to do that. And I'm in the thought of matter is, okay, they took that away from us. I'm fine with that. Okay, the, the work that they need to take to upgrade it from a PS4 to a PS5 is worth the money because the dual sense compatibility alone probably makes it worth ten dollars to me and perhaps part of the gimme of this is coming from more the the pc oriented crowd than the console oriented crowd as a pc gamer where you buy a game you own a game you own it for three decades and it'll run on whatever you put in your system the idea that a, a hardware upgrade between 
an older generation console and a newer generation console is a barrier to you continuing to play the original game that you purchased is outlandish. Like, Mm -hmm. you bought that game. You have the rights to play that game. Now, yeah, I understand that you bought it for a specific console, but, like, in the world of PC, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like, my new console is the same PC with a different graphics card in it, and now it can still play that game that's two decades old. So, like, I don't know. It's, It's different worlds. My perspective is different just because of that. That I've grown up so, so used to the idea of think th- perpetuating. Do it. you think that that they should be just giving it up for free, all the included upgrades? But the thing is, all the included upgrades does that carry over to new versions of the PC version? The only one that comes to mind that did that for free was Skyrim. I think it depends what we're talking about included in the upgrades. If we're talking like. Because I recognize that, like, a big thing that they're doing is, like, oh, it's upgraded because, like, it supports ray tracing now and it does these other features that it didn't have before. That that would honestly be something that on a PC would probably be some kind of DLC or re-release. Um, whereas if it's just introducing, like, yeah, now it runs at 60 frames instead of being locked at 30, I'd be a little bit more inclined to say that should be a free upgrade. Um, but I also think that, like I said before, I think the fact that it's compatible to the DualSense, and you know personally how when it works on the DualSense, it's it's really interesting to see how games would market around that. Right. It's like the, it's like the HD Rumble, except now with a couple more years and down the pipeline, and making it a little bit much more of a perfect thing. See, like, games, like, I completely understand why people are mad. I completely understand. It's your game. You bought it. However, Sony and all these other companies, they might promise one thing, but you can't take that word at heart. Because at the end of the day, they're a fucking company. (laughs) And what makes... The, the world go around money yeah they they want to make money i think i i always think that it's good for the consumer to stand up for what they can get because at the end of the day the company's going to make a ton of money no matter what um yeah. you know them dedicating a small worked. amount of time it worked it yeah. worked because horizon got it for free i completely understand for horizon why a lot of people were kind of (laughs) miffed because they straight up said that we promised that we'll do that and then when they said for the physical editions oh no i guess we're not going to do that i completely understand that's why they did the digital thing that's why all the collector's editions for these games for horizon all fucking nine of them four of them are digital vouchers that you get because they don't want to hear they don't want to hear it because <laughs> it's much more easily to do it a digital game than a than a disc based game and yeah I, I know that like if i'm pretty sure kill has a lot more to say about this probably i think yeah me and you have to say. we could definitely put this on like a topic even for for next tr- 
uh, podcast just because it is a um i think that the idea of yeah it's just it's just what weird to me the idea of like okay upgraded hardware equals paying extra for the upgrade like it's and then you know so weird. like another thing a lot of people were comparing well i guess game pass looks a little bit more enticing no it ain't because that's the game digitally that's the game digitally a lot of people are bitching because they bought the game physically That's, right. that's the whole mess of this thing and, yes it is and that's and it's also interesting because yeah when you buy the digital it's like you're entitled to both the ps4 and ps5 version if you have the digital version of a lot of games and then a lot yeah and then i understand the the completely i understand the lovely thing of game pass that i can play a game that's from several generations back and then play it on here i completely understand that it uh, I'm not too sure if it works with physical ones because I don't have the physical console. I have the Series S, so I wouldn't be able to do that anyway. But the fact that a lot of people are comparing Game Pass as a much more enticing offer is apples and oranges, I I believe. Because a lot of people are bitching because they bought the game physically. Yeah, and or, I guess... Or going I, to I, buy the game physically. I guess one way to boil it down is that if you're getting the physical copy, you are buying... The entitlement of you own this. This is yours. It is physically in your hand. It will never disappear from your shelf. So therefore, it is okay that you are sacrificing the privilege of getting that game treated. It's not going to be a game as a service to you because you opted to get the physical version, which has a lot of merits to it. But one of the downsides to it is that it's not linked up to the server cluster it's not being um updated with day-to-day patch now mind you it is anyway so this is kind of not how it works but um but losing the the path that if a better version comes along with it at a at a later part in time you won't be entitled to get that right by virtue of you bought it physically like i think I am opposed to the idea of having to pay for the upgrades wholesale, but if it's a battle of physical versus digital and digital gets the f- the free upgrade, like, I don't know, I feel like you kind of just didn't read the fine print at that point. Yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope, and I think that, you know, the three of us, me, me you, and Kill, would have a great, great, <laughs> <laughs> lovely, sure, sure. and civil civil banter with this topic so civil you know we're the civilist here at the podcast of saurus and 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 trust me i'm i'm an apologist for all these and trust me and i know that it's bullshit and i'm the biggest apologist for 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 all these all these games as of late so but yeah so god of war (laughs) God, God of War, yeah. It's it's funny how how game politics bleed into it. Like you mentioned the title of a game, and it makes you go, "Oh, did you know this other thing that the gaming industry did the other day? Wow, it sure is great that we're a society." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, they completely rewrote their their thing, saying, "Yeah, we'll give it for you for free." But we won't do it anymore, so please stop complaining. It'll be $10. And 
overall, $10 isn't much of a of a grab. It isn't much saying it's not like you're rebuying the game. I think That's the slippery thing. slope and like you said, the big slippery slope of it is okay, we get a $10 upgrade now and then you're saying I'm going to th- what when the PS5 Pro comes out, am I going to pay another $10 to get the PS5 Pro version of this game? Like, how often uh, I am I going to get nickel and dimed on that? I, th- I think it's different, though, because we couldn't do this for 3 and 4. We couldn't. We couldn't do that for 3 and 4. And the fact that that we are able to do backwards compatibility now really opened that gate. It's a little bit different to be like a pro version. A pro version is much more easier for a patch, I believe. Because that's what they were doing originally for pro versions of games. Okay. I guess we'll see how it evolves. Um now if they were saying now if this was saying like the PS5 Pro is like a fucking like double the the computing size and like 16,000 teraflops or whatever the fuck kind of new kind of banter they want to make on marketing for it then it'll be a little bit different but I th- the pro version will probably only run like twice as fast I'm, I'm like thinking of that much but yeah we didn't even get to questions yet and we got good old fli- <laughs> gaming politics there <laughs> yeah um and apparently we have we touched on some of the topics in the in the questions here so we we got yeah i feel like we might want to save some of these for next time a because then kyo will be yeah, here and what... b we've already yeah. run pretty over time yeah well it'll be difficult to ask this question anyway <laughs> because you don't really well, what what since fourth let's let's ask one of these questions. Okay, I think the right, retro sure. one and 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 the, the retro one and this and the the last one. I think those are more loaded questions for Kyo more than anyone else. Okay. So, um we'll do one question here. It's a done by George Cristanza, which George Cristanza. With Q4 pretty much being here, is there a game that you're looking forward to in in this time period yes I swear to god if you say (laughs) (laughs) I will drive (laughs) how long it takes to get from Vegas to Michigan (laughs) Uh, of a a mini car that is the Toyota Prius that my dad has Oh, goody. Um, to answer the question, Quake 4 came out in October 18, 2005. <laughs> um, sorry. Let me see. What were the games released in? Q4 of this fucking year, Timber. That <laughs> 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 Q4 in general. Oh, I, I can't wait for Skyrim. That is an actual question that you can actually use. <laughs> you know, I probably will eventually be right if I just say Skyrim every year. oh god but really though um wicked where's the damn thing that tells me all the games that are coming out 
uh, games coming out this quarter. Do you know Wikipedia? Someone knows. Okay, Google, do you know? I'm sure, like, I know for a fact that there are games coming out this quarter that I want, but I also have a piss memory. Oh, a big one. Uh, Call, uh, Call of Duty? No, no, no. Biggest one is, um... Spirit Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, spirit of the 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 co the spirit game with the spirit. You know. You know. Kena, Bridge of Spirits. I was really looking forward to that one. Um, and it's Kenna. It's Kenna. 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 <laughs> they didn't <hurt> us. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah, we've got lots of uh, lots of good vi- video game names. Um, Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye I'm excited for, which is coming out literally like the week after Kena. Kenna. Hot Wheels Unleashed? Excuse me? They're doing a reboot of a Hot Wheels game? Yeah, when is Kenna coming out? <laughs> he got next week. Quite a while. Come, it comes out next week. Oh, right. I can't wait. I actually was looking forward to it because it looks yeah, really good. Yeah, I, I think that one's going to be really cool. Um, and speaking of Lord of the Rings, there is a Lord of the Rings game coming out that same week. Uh, um, the, somehow. Rise to War? Lord of the, yeah, that's the... Fucking... Rise to War. There's a Death Stranding Director's Cut for PS5 on September 24th. Yep, I can't wait. That's my oh, game. Yeah, Lost Judgment, that's for you as well. Since yep. you played Judgment. Yep. And... Oh, wait a minute. This is just two weeks worth of games. This isn't even the quarter. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Alan Wake is having a remaster... Yep, that was announced during the the Sony presser. It's being a, uh, it's going to be available for the Sony Playstations. Hmm. Uh. Just like quickly running through this to see if there's anything else that stands out. But those were the ones that I was excited through through the summer. Since I didn't watch the presser, I guess I'm not familiar of anything that's coming out in the next like few months besides the big ones we just talked about. Elden Ring, of course. Um, uh, Elden Ring comes out in January, though. So yeah, it's oh yeah, it's not even this quarter. Okay, so I've I've exceeded the quarter. So those are the ones I'm at that I'm interested in. The rest of these are okay. So so you got a couple things here. Well, I haven't picked it up yet, but I am gonna probably want to play uh, Life of Strange: True Colors that came out last week. Obviously, Deathloop that came out this week or at the time of recording. You got Diablo 2 Resurrection. I would hold my breath on that. <laughs> my friends want me to play that one, so I'm probably gonna end up playing it. Um, maybe it's good. Mm. You know, I'm hoping you it's got, good. But you got Death Stranding, the director's cut, which I'm gonna get as well. Uh, you got Fafa 2022. I don't. There's a Fatal I Frame game. Yeah, yeah, I forgot a remake. Yeah. Yeah. And Age of Empires uh, Four. I'm got, excited for. Let me try guess the number one game that Kyo is excited for. Battlefield 2042. Metroid. Metroid Dread. <laughs> No, uh, he's yes. not going to play Battlefield. He's more excited for Guardians of the Galaxy than Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of curious about what they're going to do with the Battlefield game because I remember 2142 being the best one. 
Um, I feel annoyed that 2042 basically exists in a realm of like forgetting that that game ever existed. Um, Timber, uh, Timber, Timber. But uh, and, and this anyway. is a game that is this is a game that gets yearly rebooted. <laughs> I know no sense of of canonicity whatsoever. So That's I'm true. not really, I'm not really going to be amazed by what's going to be happening. I just want boom, boom, walls get exploded, real-time damage. That's all I want. Fair enough. Uh, but, you know, if they go for the floating fortress platforms from 2142 with the mechs, I would totally be down. At that point, isn't it just Titanfall? You know, I didn't play Titanfall, but if that's what Titanfall was, I should really play it. <laughs> <laughs> You should play Titanfall. Titanfall is actually really good. And unfortunately, that team is now doing the the Fallen Fallen Order stuff, so they probably won't return back to. They're not uh, not Fallen Order. They're doing um. They're that's the team that does Apex. Oh poop. Well. <laughs> oh well. Um. There's Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yep. Which would mean more to me if I played any Shin Megami games, but I think I remember nah, seeing a trailer for it and it seemed nice. It's like it's like Persona. You can kind of just go in without really okay. playing the other games. Obviously, I'll have winks and nods, but it's not as bad as Ratchet, I think. So, yeah, Back for Blood. You see, we should play Back for Blood because that is a cross. I think that's a cross cross console game. I think it would be pretty cool. Oh, goodness. Is this trying to just be like, hey, remember Left 4 Dead? We're making that again? It's this. It's it's the same guys that did it. Oh, so they broke off from Valve? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people broke off from Valve. They're, that's the team that did Evolve. Oh. Okay, well, that's neat. Cool. I will totally be down for some left for dead that's been kind of you know updated for modern day yeah but they do have this card system which is really fucking dumb but it, it is what it is oh well there's too many games man i'm gonna die there's just too many games that i want that i actually want to play that came out this year and See, last year like if i had to say one game specifically that i'm looking forward to for q4 it's really hard or it's really difficult. Like I really want to play Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker. However, that isn't until November, so I need some. And I'm away from the thing that I play and Walker on, or play Final Fantasy fourteen on. So it'll be a little bit difficult for me to play. I mean, I did bring my Mac, so maybe I can play it on the Mac. I, I like the Dual Shock, and I can get a Dual Sense. Ooh, just use the Wine to emulator the, to this. <laughs> <laughs> can be one of those guys to get a, a Samsung flip or fold or whatever and play the Game Boy on. God. So we have that. We got Pokemon Dialet and Di- Brilliant Diamond and Shine and Pearl. I kind of am interested in that. That out of this entire list here, one game that particularly stands out is Death Stranding. But unfortunately, because I'm in Vegas right now. And uh, separated from my poor PS5, I won't be able to play it unless I buy one here. <laughs> a PS5? Piss- 
<laughs> yeah. You really think, think that you're going to find... No, no, you will not find one on the mainland. This is not Hawaii. I found a Series X here. Yes, but those... Okay, for, for the record, the Series X is very, very dime a dozen compared to the PS5s. They're a lot less popular. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's it's a lot of people are getting it for for roming though right for what the series the series s yeah they're they're a lot of people use it as a rom emulator i'm very confused for ramen oh what because of that add-on where you could like cook a thing on your xbox yeah (laughs) where i can cook an egg yes yes exactly oh god Nothing says gamer like an Xbox with a Baja Blast next to it and your Taco Bell cooking on top. Timber, I can't wait to prove you wrong. I get a Baja Blast Taco Bell meal. <laughs> Just take a picture for it. Uh, uh, do we have any other questions? Nah, let's let's wrap up. Where can we find you, Timber? Hello, I am Timber Taft, and if you enjoyed me here for some reason, you can see me on youtube.com slash Timber Taft, where I post videos every so often. The most recent one is about uh, Outer Wilds. I also did one about Majora's Mask before that, and upcoming is one (laughs) about Tropico. As you can see, it's a very eclectic mix of games and topics, so please check them out. It took more time than it should have to make them. I also stream on Twitch. Spoilers. You should wa- at least know what the games are story-wise before you watch those videos. The, uh... Don't be like me. Don't be like me who oh. hasn't played Majora's Mask. <laughs> yes. Uh, a, a lot of these are comprehensive, like, playthroughs with explainers. Like, you can try to grasp them, but I would definitely say, especially with the Majora one, if you've never played a Zelda game before, you might want to at least have that frame of reference. I don't know. Um, I think your Outer Wilds video confused me more than anything else. You you beat that game though, right? Like you knew the story. I watched you beat it. Yeah, so you watched me beat really, it. That sounds so wrong out of context, <laughs> but I watched you <laughs> You watched me beat it and then I gave a huge explanation about everything we just saw. Like literally my video is just explaining literally what we saw. Uh, you can also find me on twitch.tv slash where I stream on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays from 7.15pm Eastern Time. And I'm currently doing Yakuza, because it's Yachttember, potentially Yachttober, might even be Yachtvember or Yachtsember. We're not sure when it's going to end, but... Um. <laughs> Timber, if you take four months to make this game... <laughs> I, I don't know. Octopath took me a year. I, I am capable of such things. Um, I can also be found on twitter.com slash tippertaft if you want to just see me talk about random shit and there's also a discord uh, link for that on the twitter or in the twitch or wherever Ken how about you you can find me on my Japanese music based podcast called Ungakudiyu and all that lovely giggles and gags you can find out where I talk about the or report about the Japanese music industry at ungakudiyu.com you can also follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboko Heropo, and more Aina Aiba, which was, I found out the most interacted account that I do because of that Twitter circle thing. 
What's funny is you're on that second circle. You're in the mid-circle timber. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think I'm on Kyo's third circle, and I'm not actually sure how to do the circle uh, thing, but if I, when I figure it uh, out... Uh, uh, I'm not even on Kyo's circle. Oh, my God. <laughs> no way. How does it even work, dude? <laughs> I'm not even on Kyo's circle. I think because it's Twitter and because he knows oh. me personally, he'd rather just... Message directly, just... yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It's like, hey, friend. Oh boy. Yeah, that makes sense. But he's the only one in my inner in in my inner circle. So well, that's <laughs> that good. I actually, no, everything else is like like a random accounts. <laughs> Honestly, makes me really realize that I do not ever DM on Twitter. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I feel like there's I feel like there's an entire world of communication I, I, I that I just have I never done. Even, I, I don't think it's even DMing. It's liking and retweeting. No, you can totally things. DM people. Like I used to do it when I was trying to find like well, no, well, mutual well, like conventions, I but like thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I hate. Oh, I, I see. Hate DMs. I hate DMs though. It's awkward, right? But like, it's very what? It's what very if you awkward. DM? Yeah, but what if you like DM like a famous person? They're like, hey, cool. Like, oh, that felt really good. He said, hey, cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, hey, that, that warmed my fucking heart. He said words at me. That's rare. He said, I go, oh, I really like your work. And he says, thank you. And oh, my God, I'm on Holy nine. fuck, yeah, he acknowledged me. <laughs> yeah, I, Twitter's dumb. <laughs> And yeah, you can follow Kill on Twitter. <laughs> I call you Hunter, but if you have this podcast, you already know who he is. But yeah, I want to say thank you for enjoying this lovely episode of the Potosaurus. As always, it is a two and a half hour epic. <laughs> only two. Yeah, only two. I feel like this is but, a four. I feel I like mean, this is okay. a long haul truck. <laughs> I'm your host Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Goodbye.